The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. The U.S. Supreme Court has allowed Donald Trump's administration to use $2.5 billion to build his promised wall along the Mexico border. The money was initially approved by Congress to be used by the Pentagon on military spendings. Trump tweeted minutes after the court acted, calling it a big victory on the wall. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. Build that wall. 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 Good evening. Good evening. Happy Sunday to you. So, this is a special edition of Political Bomb Show. Build That Wall, BTW for short, I like to call it. The welcome. Please follow us on Snapchat at P Bomb Show to keep up with all the latest shenanigans we're up to. So, yes, as you heard the introductory there, the Supreme Court handed a big victory to President Donald J. Trump allowing use of Pentagon cash for the border wall. Let's talk about it. Let's read about it first. So, there were likely big celebrations at the White House Friday night as Supreme Court gave the green light for the Trump administration to use $2.5 billion in Pentagon funds to build parts of the wall along the Mexican border. In a 5-4 ruling, the court's conservative justice, justices overturned a lower court decision and said the administration could begin using the money while the case proceeds. Even though the ruling was only one paragraph long, the conservative justices hinted pretty clearly they would likely side with the administration in the future by saying that those challenging the White House use of the funds didn't seem to have a right to do so, which is absolutely correct. On the opposite end, three of the four more liberal justices on the court, Justice Ruth Bader Gingberg, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan said they would have blocked the funds for now. Justice Stephen Breyer, meanwhile, said he would have allowed he would have allowed it to, to happen, but not actually construction that would be difficult to undo if the White House lost the case further down the line. The decision overturns a lower court decision that said the funds could not be transferred out of the Pentagon while the legal challenges were ongoing. 
the move marks a turning point for a case that really oriented after originated after dispute over wall funding led to the longest partial government shutdown in the history of the United States of America. The shutdown ended in February when Congress agreed to give the administration $1.4 billion in wall funding, which was far less than the $5.7 billion the White House was seeking. Trump then declared a national emergency that would allow him to use money from other parts of the government. That's when the ACLU, I hate them so much, sued on behalf of the two advocacy groups, the Sierra Club and Southern Border Committee's coalition to stop the use of the funds. The ruling gave Trump a boost to push along on one of his signature campaign promises. The president took to Twitter Friday night to celebrate, wow, big victory on the wall. The United States Supreme Court overturns lower court injunction allows southern border wall to proceed, Trump wrote. Big win for border security and the rule of law. So, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that the ruling allowing Trump to steal military funds to spend on a wasteful, ineffective border wall rejected by Congress is deeply flawed. She added, our founders designed a democracy governed by the people, not um, um, monarchy. So, there you have that. Who else we have here? A spokesperson for the Department of Justice said that the government was pleased that the Supreme Court recognized that the lower courts should not have halted construction of the walls on the southern border. We will continue to vigorously defend the administration efforts to protect our nation. The ACLU, meanwhile, blasted the decision and vowed to press on with its legal challenge. This is not over. Draw Ladin, a staff attorney with the ACLU National Security Project, said, We will be asking the Federal Appeals Court to expedite the ongoing appeals proceeding to halt the irreversible and imminent damage from Trump's border wall. As President Trump himself admitted, the emergency declaration for border wall funds was blatant attempt to circumvent Congress appropriation powers. We won't rest until President's illegal power grab is blocked once and for all. F out of my face. F out of here! Build that wall, build that wall, build that wall, build that wall, build, 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 build that wall. Thank you very much. 
So, I am very um, pleased, needless to say, that this is a deal breaker for me in voting for 2020. And I've said this once, I've said this twice, I've said this before. If the wall isn't built, it's going to be problems in 2020. I will not vote. I will sit it out, you know. And I've sat out elections before. But um, now let's see if he actually proceeds now that the stumbling block is out of the way. So I eagerly await and I want to see progress. It's just like the uh, illegal immigration raid. I wanted to see progress. I wanted to see cameras out there having them getting the hell out of the country. So theoretically, I don't even know if it actually happened. You know, I'm not saying the president is lying, but I, as this old saying goes, show me the money. Actions speak louder than words. I need to see. I want to see the illegal aliens getting out of here. I really do. I really and truly need to see it. Show me the money. Money, 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 money. So, the ACLU, they... Something's got to be done with them. They're really... They're really um, causing too many problems. And uh, they're anti-American. They want this country to uh, to fall. So... Let's see what's going to happen. So another article here says the Supreme Court ruled in a 5-4 vote. The big picture, Trump wants roughly $8 billion to build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border, $3.6 billion of which he plans to access with emergency powers. How we got there, how we got here, a federal judge blocked administration from transferring the $2.5 billion that had been previously reallocated from the Pentagon under Trump's National Emergency Declaration. So, uh, what the fight over Trump's border wall is really all about. Uh, let's see how Robert Mueller sealed Trump's budget deal. Mueller is, a, is an idiot. He really is a fool. He is. This is why I call him Mueller the donkey jackass. He really is. I'm not kidding. He's a fool. I never talked about that. Because I'm, I'm sick of Mueller. Go away already. Go away. I don't. Don't care about you old man. Just get the hell out of here. Is basically how I feel. That's basically how I feel. So, um, we will see. And by the way, this wall that I'm looking at, I hope you're not building a smart wall. I hope you're building a good old-fashioned wall that's going to stand tall because this smart wall is BS. So, I see a picture of a smart wall. That's not what I want. That is not what I want. I definitely hope you're building... Uh, medieval 
sentry type wall because those are walls you know what i mean i really hope you're not gonna give me the this bs of this uh this uh what you call it um smart wall crap because they could still get in they really can so i don't know what else to say about it except um Thank God that this and this should have really happened a while ago. And I just wanted to just take a couple minutes to talk about it. So, I mean, honestly, I don't understand why people can't comprehend illegal is illegal and legal is legal. Why can't people comprehend that it's illegal to just come into someone's country? Why can't people comprehend that? I really don't understand the thinking of that. It's just putting all parties aside. Do you know the difference between legal and illegal? What what happens to you if you do something that's illegal? And you know the answer. So please don't patronize me with the BS that we should take everyone. A country cannot take everyone. So don't give me your, your goody two-shoes BS. Why don't you invite them to your mansion or your house? So we can't take take on everyone it's just not then it's not possible it's not possible and i'm i'm sick of it oh you're heartless it's not heartless it's not heartless at all you don't know who's coming through those doors you got drug dealers you got rapists you got you got uh isis you got terrorists you don't know who's mixed in there then you you have the terrorists using kids as a way of getting in. So, yeah, why Why are we allowing this? It's just, just like I say. Actually, let's find this because um, I, I just want to read this. I think I've read this before, but I just need to, I need to look this up again. Because um, people say, why don't we do like what other countries do? So let's see, let's let's see how do do other do um other countries, uh, the, the, the countries handle immigration. Here we go. How now? This is um. This is definitely worth reading. Let's find the actual information here. Let's dive into Wikipedia here. Okay, here we go. I'm just gonna go down the line. Okay, Europe. Citizens of one member nation of the European Union are allowed to work in other member nations 
with little to no restrictions on movement. This is aided by the EURES network, which brings together the European commissions and the public employment services of the countries belonging to the European Economic Area and Switzerland. For non-EU citizens, permanent resident in the EU movement between the EU members states is considerably more difficult. After 155 new waves of accession to the European Union, earlier members have often introduced members measures to restrict participation in their labor markets by citizens of the new EU members. Due to European Union's, in principle, single internal labor or market policy. Okay, this is not really what I want here. I want to know what how they handle immigration. I don't want to know about that, really. Uh, da, da, da. All right, this isn't giving me what I want. Okay, immigration and Western social values. Okay, here we go. Now, now we're in the right part. Uh, Israel, Jewish immigration to Palestine during the Israel law of return passed in 1950 gives those born Jews having Jewish mothers. Okay, this isn't what I want. Let's find something else. This is not giving me what I want here. The top 10 illegal immigration destination. No, that's not what I want. Outside the U.S., how do other top countries handle border control? Oh, this is what I want. How do they handle border control? Okay, so, at first glimpse, they are very similar, even looking a bit closer. The actual laws are similar. The main differences are in the implementation of the laws. The U.S., not the United States of America, simply does not provide the funding and the leadership to match its laws. This means that legal immigration is insanely difficult and takes years or even decades. I agree, they need to rehaul that. The other part of this is that the laws against employing illegal immigrants are very, very weak, and again, the enforcement of those laws is not funded. Agreed again. They need to they need to crack down on that. They really do. This results in a situation that is unique in the United States of America that has far more illegal immigrants and less legal immigrants. Why is this? For 20 out of the last 22 years, the GOP has been in control of the arm of the U.S. state that controls funding. That's Congress. 
the GOP makes a lot of noise about illegal immigrants, but their donors, their money men, absolutely love illegal immigrants. They work cheap and they make other Americans work cheap. I agree with that. That's why we voted in Trump, because he was an outsider and he was he's supposed to take care of this. So the GOP likes illegal illegals because they don't vote. Legal immigrants, however, tend to vote Democrat, so the GOP is not keen on them. The result is simple. No funding for legal immigration, no funding to enforce laws against people who employ illegal immigrants. Now, in the Philippines, if you know an overstay, immigration will pay you to snitch on them. Then they are deployed. De- then they are blacklisted. In the Philippines, if you're working in your wife's bakery and a foreigner without a work permit you're deported and blacklisted. So you see, they don't play these games. You're deported and blacklisted instantly. In the Philippines, and you're there on a work visa, and you start calling the Filipini a low-life scum, you're deported and blacklisted. See, you can't trash mouth them, but they don't have freedom of speech there. So that's that's in uh, the Philippines. What else do we have? Let's see here. It's a long... Okay, this was only talking about the Philippines. But what else do we have? How many many countries do not allow immigration? Countries with open immigration. Countries with the least strict immigration laws. Da, da, Hawaii, do countries limit you know, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, this is a lot. I wasn't intending to go over this part of it. The top 10 immigration-friendly countries. Um, top 10 toughest. Okay, let's see the top 10 toughest immigration laws. The top 10. Number so we do it from in I don't know if it's in if it's in the order of uh importance, but I'll start with number ten. Number ten India There is no path to legal permanent residency for foreigners who are not of Indian heritage except through marriage or by giving up their original citizenship to become naturalized. A person must leave India every five years to reapply for their long-term visa. Even if you own a business in India and invested heavily in the economy, India will never grant you residency. You hear that? And you guys talk about our laws. Number nine, 
Nicaragua. Long-term expats are required to apply for a combined resident permit and alien card, which acts as both a work permit and a resident permit holding an employment offer or contract is necessary and is always tied to a specific job. If you leave Nicaragua, you must apply for a re-entry visa. Nicaragua, like most African countries, has strong cultural priorities and does not promote immigration. See, this is what I'm talking And Idiots come, to, come here to America and they don't want to assimilate, but you can't do that in other countries like Nicaragua and most African countries because they know that you're going to water down there and probably lose their culture. And that's what's happening here. We're losing our borders, language, and culture. Borders, language, and culture, we're losing it. Number eight, Australia. I mean, Austria. Most migration to Austria is done on a flexible system, which is known as the red-white red card and is designed to grant residents based on the skills of potential incoming workers and the short shortage in the Austrian labor market. The issue is there are only 11 professions that qualify under the scheme unless a person has exceptional critical skill in demand. This makes Austria impossible to move to unless you have a very specific skill set. And I, I agree with them, and so should we. Why should we get all the rejects? We need people who are intelligent and who can contribute and help our country, not weigh us down. So we definitely, like, like the president said, we need a merit-based system like Austria, okay? Number seven, Switzerland. To be considered for permanent residency, you must live in Switzerland for 10 years to be eligible to do that. You must either be a high net worth investor, married to a Swiss partner, or be employed by a Swiss company in a highly skilled and well-paid role. In short, those who want to immigrate to Switzerland have a mountain to climb, as well as, as it should be. Everyone talks about why should we be with like why shouldn't our immigration be with like other countries? I agree. Why should we should be like Switzerland and Austria and, and Nigeria? You know why not? Number six is Israel, founded on the idea of providing a haven to the persecuted, Israel now refuses more refugees than any other first world country from Africa. Good. Securing permanent residency is almost impossible unless you are Jewish, have family connections or to be listed as one 
of the righteous. They are now passing even tougher laws on Israelis' nationality, which means a person must be Jewish. While over one million Israelis enjoy permanent residency overseas, the imbalance seems unjustifiable in a globalized world. Oh well, I don't see a thing wrong with it. Number five, South Korea. As a country that places a high value on its economic and cultural, you see, this is what I'm talking about, on their on the economy, on their culture. Korea only allows temporary low-skilled workers to do the difficult, dangerous, and demanding jobs. To become a Korean citizen is virtually impossible. The number of Koreans living aboard, abroad exceeds the number of migrants within Korea, with more than 2 million Koreans residing elsewhere. Many in advanced countries include the United States, Canada, Australia, and Japan. So what do you, now I, I keep in mind as I'm going up the list, these countries are the most toughest to get into. Okay, so number four is China. Chinese citizenship is legally authorized, but in practice is near impossible. According to the law of citizenship, if you're a foreigner seeking Chinese citizenship, you must be either a relative of Chinese citizens or permanently living in China, making immigration to China one of the hardest in the world. Despite a population approaching 1.4 billion, during the fifth national population census in 2000, there were only 941 naturalized citizens who did not belong to the Communist Party. So that's very little. Keep in mind, they have one point something billion people and only 941 are naturalized. So we should be like some of these countries. I agree totally. For you naysayers who say, why can't you be like other countries? I'm reading them off to you. But just like a jackass, you won't, you, you'll hear the truth, but you won't hear it. it. You're just an idiot, plain and simple. So what do you think the top three countries are? Well, I will let you know right after this. want to build a wall let's make a plan today don't want to see them we'll have a door but lock it every day it will cost a lot of money but that's fine we'll get mexico to pay do you want to build a wall i'm not gonna pay for that wait a minute wait wait get- wait 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 Do you want to build a wall? A lot of people think I can't 
I'll get it up and finish that. Just ask Melania. Yes, my husband is quick. I will make things happen. I will build a wall. And then we will have a literal crime rave. Crime rave. Crime rave. Crime rave. You titled the segment Calling the Kettle Black. First of all, I'm not calling you black. What I'm trying to do is get a clarification on your stance on the things that you have made known. And that is not calling the kettle black. All right, so um, I'm going to give uh, Rayshawn one minute to respond to that. I'm absolutely outraged by what he just said, that a fetus is less, less significant than pet. I, I just, it's hard for me to even compose myself in a civilized manner by, by what he just said there. A fetus is more insignificant ins- than a pet? Are you kidding me? Keep it. Okay. Here, uh, keep it. Exciting talk show that educates listeners while giving common sense opinion on politics, news, and a variety of topics. Be a guest on our show by visiting politicalbombshow.cf. Be a guest on our show by visiting politicalbombshow.cf. Welcome, welcome back to this Sunday evening edition of Political Bomb Show. We are talking about, well, we were, first we started out talking about building the wall, and it segued into talking about countries with the toughest immig- immigration laws. And so far, I have not listed the United States of America. That's got to change. We need to make it tougher. That we definitely needs to make it tougher. So I'm going to read the top three most difficult places to immigrate to. What do you think number one is? Well, I'm looking at the list. I would have never thought that that was been number one. But um, let's... Number three is Gulf States. Gulf states are keen to protect their country's status quo and don't want to compromise their cultural values. Let me rep- let me repeat that again. They don't want to compromise their cultural values, and that's what's happened to us in America. We've compromised our cultural values. So that's a big big no-no. You can you can't have a country if you don't, if you lost your culture, borders, language, culture, we need those three things: borders, language, culture. Okay, borders, language, and culture. So, the Gulf states does not want to compromise their cultural values or standard of living by allowing foreigners to become permanent members of society. Your only route to becoming unnaturalized citizens is by marriage to a a national. Even this, however, doesn't guarantee citizenship, particularly for non-Muslims. So, 
You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Number two on the list, Denmark is number two. So, I've heard liberals claim, oh, we should have laws like Denmark. Well, um, number two on the list is Denmark. So, let's find out why they are number two and find out why liberals are idiots because they don't, they just, they just, you know, say a bunch of nonsense. They don't actually know. They don't actually know anything. They just, they just speak to speak. They don't actually have knowledge. They're it's more emotional for them. So let's find out why Denmark is number two. Denmark's most scrutinized laws on immigration is a 24-year rule, which states that for the foreign spouse of a Danish citizen to qualify for citizenship, both the Danish spouse and the foreign spouse must be at least 24 years old. The rule's purpose is to limit the number of immigrants and prevent forced marriages and create a better integration process. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, number one. What do you think number one on the list is? Well, Japan. Since the spring of two thousand and nine. The Nikia law, I might be butchering that name, Nikia refers to a Latin American immigrant of Japanese descent, offers unemployed Latin American immigrants immigrants three thousand US dollars to leave Japan and return to their home country, foreign policies reported. Their family members also get two thousand US dollars for the relocation. There's just one catch. You only get the payment if you promise that you will never return to Japan to work. Amen to that. Amen to that. So those were the top ten. I could read all the countries that have them here, but I just want to read a top 10 of um, that's the most difficult to get in and we are too lenient. In fact, uh, let's see, countries with the least, yeah, that's all, that's all I don't want to, I think, uh, 
I think I said a mouthful for a Sunday evening. So, some food for thought there. So, the next time a liberal person said, we should be like Japan or like England or like Rome or Israel, whatever, you could turn to them and say, say, I agree, we should be. You should look it up and see how they handle illegal immigrants or immigration in general. So, thank you for listening on this Sunday evening. Hope you have yourself a lovely night, lovely evening, lovely dinner, which is what I'm going to cook. Have me a late dinner. And tend to my little puppy, wherever he is, he's somewhere. Until Monday, see ya. Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people, baby.